0: This is the MMA Takes, podcast. MMA Takes podcast. With your host Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. <laughs> Boys. Boys. Oh man, what a day. What a shit day. What a, I mean, I where do I begin? I hate coming on here so negative about like <clears throat> How rough my day was. And, you know, everyone's got shit going on. I'm going to try to keep it brief. Try to keep it brief and uh, short and sweet here. So, listen, I was going to record yesterday. Didn't feel good, right? So, if you've been listening for a long time, you know that I love hanky-pankies. If you don't know what hanky-pankies are, basically, it's a little piece of pumpernickel bread. You got sausage. You got meat. You got cheese. It's amazing, right? They're, they, you bring them to, like, cookouts and shit. Wife makes them on special occasions. I asked her to make them for Saturday. Darren Till was fighting she made a shit ton. I ate a shit ton. I didn't eat all day in preparation. So I ate too many Saturday and I just stopped eating. Right. I, I, I ate too many by five 30, right. Five started five done eating. Right. I didn't feel good. I'm like, man, I really, you know, cause if you don't eat all day, your stomach kind of shrinks and then you're hungry, then you overeat and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't eat any. And then around midnight, I started getting like a little hungry again. So I went and had like a cup more, <laughs> And then I woke up Sunday and I had like one or two more, and then I just started feeling sick, like sick to my stomach, nauseous. I never get nauseous, right? I rarely puke. If alcohol is not involved, I rarely, rarely puke. Felt like I was gonna throw up. My stomach was tossing and turning, dude. I it was like food poisoning, it was the the sausage wasn't agreeing with me, whatever. I don't eat a ton of sausage, I don't know what it was, it just did not agree with me. So the hanky pankies, my beloved hanky pankies, turned on me. Uh, I felt like a complete, complete, just waste of shit. Just gross, right? It was horrible. That led all the way into Sunday night. Monday morning, I wake up a little feverish. So I go, oh boy, right? You know, I can't work if I got a fever. I mean, I don't think I have Corona. I don't think I have COVID. That's not, I don't have any of the symptoms. This is just me being sick. So I, you know, they're like, oh, my, my, my work's like, well, you can't come in until you you get tested. Do I get tested today? didn't happen. Scheduled appointment for tomorrow. Wife calls me. She went to work. I was with the baby. Started feeling a little better. Hadn't eaten anything since Sunday around maybe 3. Didn't eat anything all day Sunday. I was on 24 hours, no eating. Started feeling better, right? Wife calls me. and goes, hey, I just got rear-ended. Oh, you okay? You know, she's pregnant. That's no more concern. Well, you all right? She goes, yeah, I let the guy go. There was no damage, but I pulled off the highway into uh, Cracker Barrel, and my car won't start. Huh? So I had to drive out there and I don't know anything about cars. Try to jump. It wouldn't work. Um, tow truck finally came. <clears throat> My father in law, God bless him. He has AAA. I was just going to call a tow truck and have him come pick it up and take And he has, he has a brother in law that owns a shop literally right down the street. So I was like, yeah, I don't mind paying for a tow truck to go take it to the, the shop he insisted on using his triple right? You know, being a nice guy, stepping up. And I was just like, he was the middleman, so he had to kind of deal with everything. So kind of a pain in the butt. Anyway, hour and a half later, tow truck shows up. We're ready in Cracker Barrel. It's raining. We're tired. My wife had to cancel her clients. You know, she didn't want to do that. Yada, yada. Tow truck guy comes up. Nice guy. He jumps the car. He's like, you know, I'm going to try to jump it before I tow it. Jumps it, starts right up. Of course it does, right? A fucking course it does. And I go, yeah, you know, I don't know much about cars, man. You know, my father-in-law, you know, he maybe thinks it's the fuel pump. He thinks that. And the guy's like, nah, I think it's the battery. Does a bunch of different tests. He goes, all right, well, these older cars, they they run when, when they get turned on, they run on the alternator. So you're good. Like if you want to, you know, I'm about 30 minutes away from home. My wife works in Kentucky. I work in Ohio. I was just going to, or I li- we live in Cincinnati. I was just going to drive it to an auto zone and get the battery replaced, right? He goes, that's what I would do. He's like, I, I don't, I, I want to save you a tow and do that. And I said, okay. So I said, I said, you take my car, wife and kid, wife and baby. You take my car, and drive home. I'll take your car and drive it home just to be on the safe side. I'll actually drive it to an auto zone, get the battery replaced. Bada, bada, bing. The minute I get on the highway, lights start flickering. I don't have the AC. on. I don't have anything on lights flickering. The thing just completely dies on me on the highway. So luckily I was buying this exit. So I had to get off this exit blocking traffic the right lane and i pushed it to the side as best as i could this time i finally called a tow truck got it sorted out so we were literally dealing with that all day just got home she doesn't feel good i don't feel 100 i can go back to work tomorrow now and i got that straightened out. i don't have covid but golly that's just, it's just a frustrating day because it's taking us time. Now it's taking us money and it's just, it's just a pain in the ass. So I'm hopping on. I'm not in the best of mood. So if you can hear it in your boy's voice, if you can hear a little, a little disappointment, a little frustration, that's what it is. I apologize, guys. I really apologize. I got this final work a week, uh, week of work. I'm on vacation from work next week, not going anywhere, but I don't have to work. Right. My birthday's next Tuesday. Happy birthday, Brian. Thank you. You know what I mean? I should be in good spirits. And I'm just very thankful that my wife obviously was not hurt. And, uh, just a simple little rear end. The car battery died. You know, the guy's like, well, how long you've had this car? I was like, well, it's 2014 or two, oh, six years. He goes, well, have you placed a battery on it? No, like there's nothing wrong with it. I don't, I don't know about cars. Are you supposed to place a battery? Uh, you know what I mean? Like even if nothing's wrong with it. So hopefully that's what it is. We'll get it sorted out. Just a long fucking day. People honking at me on the highway or off the exit. I'm like, "What do you want me to do? You know, yeah, put your hazards on. The battery's dead. The hazards won't work. You fucking gamoosh." That's what I want to do. I want to start cursing like an Italian. I'm not Italian at all, but I just think it's fun. I cuss a lot. I say the I say the f word. I say, I, I, I'm just a potty mouth, right? Daughter's starting to pick up everything I do, so I can't. Uh, I got to really watch it. So I think it's funny to uh, something in Italian. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where my brain's at today. Let's recap UFC Fight Island 3. Gosh, 15 fights. Um, So uh, amazing end to Fight Island. I'm not disappointed whatsoever. I'm disappointed Darren Till lost. We usually go main event and then we circle back around. I guess we'll do that this time. I was getting some heat from my boys, Tim and Devin. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Darren Till guy through and through. And, uh, I thought he won the fight. I did listen. Um, I have since, so my gut reaction when I first watched it live, I thought he won one, four and five. I know the punch totals weren't in his favor cause cause, uh, uh, Whitaker was more active and stuff, but I just felt like Whitaker was missing a lot and landing a lot of kicks. Um, apparently he did mess up Darren's knee a little bit. So the fucking kicks were working, but, um, I thought Darren was laying in the bigger shots. He dropped uh, Robert in the first round. Clean elbow. Robert dropped him in the second round. That's a wash. Uh, and then third round, uh, Robert was all Robert. Darren kind of took the round off almost. Fourth round, Darren wobbled Whitaker a little bit. Stunned him a little bit. Not a very close round. Definitely close. But I thought with that significant strikes, I thought uh, Darren won that round. And then in the fifth round, he came out hot. Robert then took over a little bit, but not like a commanding. It was very close in the fifth round. And then Darren landed that elbow, cut him open, and then Robert landed a takedown. But Darren popped right back up. It was as close as it gets. My gut reaction was, I thought, Darren to one. Um, and, David and and you know, they're giving me shit, and rightfully so. Listen, I support my guys no matter what. I went online, not to further my point. I am biased. I am completely biased when it comes to this, so... I obviously knew Darren Tilden to get 50-45. I know he didn't lose every round, right? So I was like, let me get on Twitter after the fight to see if anyone else saw it this way or if I'm crazy. A couple other people saw it that way, right? The majority of people saw it for Whitaker. I'm not going to call it a robbery whatsoever. Um, I lost money. That was my biggest, second biggest bet on the night. Actually, no, it was my biggest bet on the night. I broke even. I would have been up on that uh, thing. I, I, I bet a lot on Ton Asp- uh, uh, Aspinall as well. He he saved, he saved the night for me, old Tommy. Um, but, you know, when when you look at the fight, I, I Akamoto thought Till Um A couple other people thought Till one that I respect. It, you know, it was a close fight. As close as they come, I, a lot of people are saying, well, there's no loser in that, Right. I thought Whitaker looked good. My my theory was Whitaker was going to be a little worn out, a little uh, chinny, right? He hit, Darren hit him with a couple big shots, and he took him well. He got dropped of the elbow, but he, he, he bounced back really well. That was a clean, clean elbow shot. He got wobbled and stunned in that, that fourth round with some heavy, heavy left hands. And Darren Till's a, a heavy-handed guy. Um, Whitaker looked good. He, it was a very technical fight. It, they, they weren't rushing in. They were doing reads. Each guy were fainting. They were doing different movements. Um, Whitaker was throwing a lot of leg kicks, chewing up Darren's lower leg. And then he also was trying, trying to throw in a high kick. He was missing on a high kick almost every time. A couple times he was lunging in because Darren wasn't giving him good reads. Darren's feints were really, really good. He just needed to be a little more active. So I rewatched the fight again Sunday and I still had it three, two till, But Till, to me, without question, won one and five. One and five were the big rounds for Till. Two and three, without question, were Whitaker. It's really how you score that fourth round. There was was not a ton of action that fourth round. Whitaker landed some good shots, but I did think Darren wobbled him a little bit, had him hurt, had him on the ropes, but Whitaker was a little more active. It was a fairly even round when it comes to the strikes landed. I think Robert outlanded him in that round by maybe like eight or seven strikes. It was very, very close, right? Um, obviously I'm biased. I'm going to think till one, but he didn't get 50, 45. Uh, a lot of people, you know, Devin, Devin and Tim are going to be haters no matter what, because they're my guy and they want to get under my skin. That's fine. I was impressed with Darren till Robert Whitaker, I think has a lot in the tank. He's, you know, I could have been wrong with my assessment, I thought a lot of the the Yo Romero fights took a lot out of him, which obviously they did. But I think a motivated Robert Whitaker, he looked in incredible shape. He didn't slow down for five rounds. He did eat some big shots. He came back. He had a fight a super technical fight when Whitaker is a technical guy, has that weird kind of karate sense, but he's also really, really aggressive. Um you know, I think he's obviously gonna have trouble with a guy like Israel Adesanya because the striking's just nowhere near there. But I liked how Darren Till performed. Um, I have no problem with the Whitaker. I'm never gonna say robbery. Um, I think I did sit tell Devin and Tim robbery just to kind of you know fuck with them before I went to bed. It was far from a robbery. It was as close as they get, and I can see why people had Robert winning. I think two, three, and four could have been Whitaker rounds. One and five, in my opinion, were Till rounds. But again, I gave Till four. Um, but it could have went either way. It was a really, really high level fight. Those are the fights I like. I don't, I, I mean, I like them. I like the rock Sock'em robots as well. I like the really good grappling fights like, uh, Kyle Dawkins and Brendan Allen was a really good fight. They were back and forth on the ground position over position, but this was a high level striking fight between two high level guys. And, uh, it was really good with Darren till moving forward. You know, um, he's one in three in his last four. Uh, a lot of people were like, Oh, he didn't beat Kelvin. Shut up. He could be two and two fuckers. But uh, he's one of three of his last four, right? A lot of Tim, it, it, you know, was, was drinking a little bit Saturday night. And he doesn't remember what he said. But he said, why is Darren still so overhyped? Well, 100% he's overhyped. There's, there's no question about it. He was overhyped when they rushed him with, with Woodley. You know, they even said it. They said, oh, we, we rushed this kid a little too fast. He's 26 years old, 27 years old, whatever he is. But it's kind of like the Bisping thing. That, that country over there has a really good TV deal. They sell a lot of ads over there. They have a huge fan base over there. You watch the Michael Bisbee's. Every time Michael Bisbee fought, it was like primetime TV. They support their guys. And, and, and Bisbee was from Manchester. Liverpool has a huge following. They get, you know, Liverpool FC, the, uh, the soccer team, uh, football team. Don't shoot me, European fans. Um, but they're ravage over there. They they get behind their guys. They're not flicky flaky. That's not even a word. They're not flippy floppy like uh, American fans. American fans will, will turn your back on the drop of a hat. They're behind their guys. And, I mean, on top of it, Darren Hill, Darren Hill, is, uh, Darren Hill. Darren Till is charming. He's funny. He's charismatic. You give him a mic, he's going to be electric. He's honest to a fault. And, you know, he is a, he is a good fighter. But he, he came up a little short in this fight for two reasons. I, I know his, maybe his knee was messed up. The leg kicks threw him off. Whitaker, I thought, fought a great fight. But also, he needs to be a little more active, right? He wasn't throwing, you know, every time he throws, he lands. He's, he's a sharpshooter. He's accurate, right? Every time he threw that left hand, he landed. I like to see a little more action with the right hand. I like to maybe see a little more volume. He didn't throw as many kicks. That could have been because Robert took away his kicks with his kicks or his knee was messed up, whatever. I don't know if that was a pre-existing or if Robert fucked him up with the uh, the little knee stomp thing that he does. He did it to YO as well. Either way, uh, till t- to really close that out, should have been a little more active. Um, I felt like after he got dropped in that second round, maybe he he put the brakes on for the third round. And then the fourth round, he, he started opening up a little more. But he is a good counterfighter. But I also think he's really good when he leads because he is a big guy. He likes to crash in a little bit. You know, they crash in sometimes. With the first knockdown, the first round, when they crashed in, I thought it was... A headbutt, you know, and then they replayed and they showed that slick elbow, and then they when Till got knocked down, they clashed two and it was it was a big right hand from Robert. So high level fight, I love the fight. Um, Till stayed, I I, I love him so much, so much better at one eighty five. He looks so much more healthy. I think he needs to take a little step back. I don't think he needs to get a super high quality opponent. Uh, if Mike Perry wants to come up to 185, then Mike Perry Till would be very interesting. I think there's a lot of interesting matchups at uh, at 185 for Till. But yeah, the reason he's so overhyped and marketable is because he's got an entire country behind him. The same thing they did with Bisping, the same thing they do with you know Connor in, in Ireland. Darren Till's obviously nowhere near Conor McGregor. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but those countries in the United Kingdom, they really get behind their guys because there's not a ton of them. I mean, there's not a ton of English stars. I think there's more English stars than Irish stars. Obviously there is, but you know what I mean? Like Nathaniel Wood, a guy I'm saying at right now, you know, he's he's an English guy, you know. Then you but you don't really have English guys that are fighting for like world championships, right? I mean, who's is there an English champion right now? Is there an English number one contender right now? You know what I mean? I don't think so. All right. So that's the main event. Very good. Uh, I'll take all the shit you want to give me for Darren Till losing. I still love the guy. I mean, what am I going to do? Not root for him because he lost? I mean, what am i am going to be a little fucking trader. All right. So first fight of the night, Nathaniel Wood versus John Castelleta. I had Wood in this fight. I did not touch this fight. It was just a little too high for me. I went 7 and 8 on my picks, by the way. Almost went over 500 if Darren Till would have cashed. I was 7 and 7 heading into the Till fight. And then uh, obviously he lost. So uh, fuck me. But broke even on the night. <clears throat> I think I might actually be down three dollars. It ended up being like three bucks. I was down, but basically broke even. Um, so we'll go through the best. But Nathaniel Wood versus John Castraeda, Nathanael Wood, good comeback fight for him. Castareda's got a chin on him. Nathanael Wood fought really smart, good stand-up, good movement. Casserata didn't really want to wrestle with him because Nathanael Wood has good chokes, good bounce back win for him. Akita's got a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of uh bright uh bright, what am I trying to say? The, you know, he's got some you know, bright, fuck! Brain is mush. Just absolute mush right now. What I'm trying to say is, guys, that Daniel Wood has a bright future, right? He is a solid guy. He gets hit a little bit. Cardi at one point. His, his ground game's good. His, his stand-up's good. Um, he just needs to clean up the defense just a little bit. Um, but is here to stay. You know, he looked tough. I'm glad he took this final short notice. Hopefully he sticks around for a little bit. Uh, we need juice in the 135. We don't need juice, but. Always like to have juice at one thirty five. All right, next up Ramazam Aziv Ameev versus Nicholas Stolzi. I picked Stolzi in this. I went big underdog. I took a shot in the dark. Ameev is just one of those guys that I've never been impressed with. I don't think he's that good of a grappler. I don't think he's that good of a striker. He showed his durability. He showed um, pretty good cardio, which which I wasn't expecting. Stolzi took this fight in fairly short notice. Good kickboxer, but didn't really let it go. Um, he had a lot of jujitsu guys in his corner. Someone said he was a Dean Lister guy. Ricardo Ramos, or Davi Hamas was in his corner. Um, Stolzey, a, a good addition to this division. I think he's a solid prospect, but Ameev kind of got one by there. I thought a had a lot of chances to win this fight. After the first round, he landed that huge elbow or excuse me, huge knee rocked Ameev and then just couldn't really put his foot on the gas. Maybe he was tired. They're, the grappling exchanges kind of fucked him up a little bit, but you know he was a huge underdog, and, and I'm going to play that every time. I bet at that as well. I got that fight wrong. uh, Amiv, uh won a decision there. Penny Kazad versus Bet yeah. Hey, uh, Penny dominated. Betch. Betch is, is, is just, it is what it is. Very entertaining fight. They stood on the feet. Penny cracked bets with everything. Bet's like stop fighting. She heard the 10 second horn stop fighting, and Penny just fucking jumped all over. Won a decision. Got that fight right. I didn't touch that fight betting wise. Tanner Brozier versus Hafia Pazal. Love this fight, betted this fight. The big boy has is, is been cashing me out. Tanner Bozier's is going to pay for my house. Um, I took this fight, and I took Bozier by finish, just because, why the fuck not? He's got the hot hand right now. Paisal, uh, he needs to trim up a little bit. He, you know, looked a little slow footed in there. I know Tanner Bozier's a, a light two thirty-five and moves really, really well. Paysau just could not keep up with him. He's getting his leg chewed up and then got just a knuckle right in the fucking eye. And uh, that's all she wrote there. Bozier cardio looks good. He looks good moving. Uh, Paysau's not gonna, wasn't gonna touch him in that fight. That's a good win for Bozier. You know, he got the fifty K bonus. He's only making like twelve K. Hopefully the UFC resigns him because I mean, this is a guy is going to climb pretty, you know, he's going to climb to the top of that heavyweight division. I, I mean, maybe not obviously number one. Well, maybe number one, but definitely in the top 10, top 8 by the end of the year. Has only really lost in the UFC. He's only lost in the UFC. But that that dude's a stud too, so uh, no loss there. But Tana Bozier bringing home for me. Uh, Musar Ivalov versus Mike Grundy. I took Grundy here as another underdog. I missed this fight. Um, didn't bet this fight, actually. Oh, no, I did. I'm sorry. I did. I put him in a parlay. I just thought Groni would be a better wrestler, and he was in that first round, but then he kind of slowed down, and Ivalov really was hard to hold down. And uh, his, his reversals and his switches and his, and his grappling was was top-notch. His striking was much, much better quicker as well. Apparently he's a 35-er, but he's fighting at 45. I thought he looked great. Grundy's a pretty built, well-built 45-er, and uh, Ivalov handed him really well. Didn't he even break a sweat in this fight. The kid's cardio's sick. He's 13-0. I like to see him get a step up in cont- competition. I like to see Grundy fight a little more often. I know he, he tore his hamstring or groin or something last time out. Hopefully he stayed healthy here because I think he needs to fight a little more. Uh, I like to see him fight a little more, and same with uh, Mozart, Ivalov. He looked. At, he impressed me, right? He got taken down a lot, but he, you know he was hard to hold down. He's got good takedowns himself, even though Gruny uh, stuffed all of his takedown attempts. But a stand up was 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 the big difference here, and uh, I lost that fight, and uh, I'm not happy about it. But yeah, Gruny was my lock in that. I really liked him, his size and his wrestling. But Iveloff, I, I guess I didn't watch enough tape on him. I just thought he might get bodied up a little bit, and and he uh, he did not. I just heard a big crack of thunder. Hopefully, I don't lose power. All right, Tom Aspinall versus Jay Collier. I mean. I tweeted out the night before, you got a hammer Aspinall here. Collier looks so... I mean, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. He he weighed in with his shirt on. This guy's a former middleweight. And then he goes in there at 264 pounds. He looked absolutely horrible. I don't know what's going on. He shouldn't have been able to fight, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, Tom Aspinall looks exactly like a young Frank Mir, which I love people calling that on on Twitter. He looked good. His boxing looks good. I want to see more of him. Obviously, he fought Jake Collier, who... 264 pound uninterested Jay Collier so you, you can't go much of that but he looked good at heavyweight I I I like to see a little more of this kid as well he looked fast he looked good he is a BJ Bay uh BJJ black belt he's got good boxing um I don't know what his cardio is like you know he's got two losses in there He's a younger guy, but you know, I'm glad he took a shot. He got 50K as well. I went big on this fight because of, of Collier the day before. I said hammer it. I hammered it. I hammered the finish as well. Uh, I should have went first round finish. I didn't. It was 45-second knockout by Aspinall. Um, I should have went first round finish, but I didn't. I did go finish. So This is the only bet that really kept me alive right here. This one in my Shogun parlay. Shogun won. He won my two-fight parlay. And Till would have put me up. Till would have put me up like five, six units. Um, but now I'm I'm back to even, which I'm okay with. Jesse Ronson is Nicholas Dolby. Fuck, man. Uh, I don't know what that was. Have you heard that like pop? What, I'm, something popped in my ears. Pop. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Uh, Dolby. God damn it. I was just singing this guy's praises the other day. I was saying that this guy is a lot better than people give him credit for. He's 18-3-1. His three losses were in the UFC. Apparently he had a drinking problem, yada, yada. He gets Jesse Ronson. This guy is not that good. He's lost everywhere he's been. He's got decent power. The punch that hit Dolby didn't even look like it was that big of a shot. Put him down. He got mounted, got his back taken, got choked out. He didn't even fight the hands. Looked like he gave up a little bit. It looked like he cared more about his back piece tattoo that he got new than training for this fight. Very disappointed Nicholas Dolby. I, I, I think he's kind of a he's not a high level technical guy, but he's so scrappy and that's what he gets in there and he mixes it up and he wears on guys. And listen, he was he was doing that to Ronson in the first round and, and, and then he just got caught or all the all of that fight and ended in the first round and he just got caught. And, and I was really surprised he tapped and gave up his back as as quickly as he did. Dropped that fight. That was a parlay I had as well. Doubly fucked it up. Not very happy. Next up, my underdog lock. This one hurts. Francisco Trinaldo, who's 87 years old, I'm convinced, versus Jay Herbert. Really good fight. Trinaldo won the first round, kind of smothered Herbert a little bit. Herbert, long, lanky striker, good cardio, decent, um, doesn't have the best takedown offense, but can work to his feet. Uh, Trinaldo was just bullying him in that round. Second round, Trinaldo was getting dropped. With everything, got his eye lit up. Herbert just, you know, needed a little bit more of a, a killer instinct in there. I think, you know, his straight right hand or straight left hand, whichever one was was landing at will. I feel like he could have put Trinaldo away. Trinaldo was gassed. And then they must have slipped something in his fucking water bottle because he came in that third round. He was not gas anymore. He was moving really well. It was a competitive round. Then he caught a big right hand. Herbert is. Fell awkwardly. It was a a weird knockout. It was kind of a scary thing because he got hit in the top of his head and just fell flat back. It was almost like a Weidman-Jacare knockout. It was definitely kind of weird. And then Herb took a while to step in. That's when Dane Hardy and Felder yelled at Herb. They got in a whole altercation outside the cage with Herb but it was it was definitely a a weird stoppage right I mean Herb should have stopped in when when he saw him fall the way he did I would have um I, you know I don't know if I if I'm a commentator or if I jump up and yell at Herb Dean but yeah he should have probably stopped it Herb's defending himself he's going on Instagram saying he's defending himself I haven't personally watched the video yet but uh there's video of Dan Hardy yelling at him and he said you do your job I'll do mine cuz apparently there was two uh 2 in the night right I guess the pays out the paysal one and then that one Um that really bothered uh Dan Hardy, I guess. Whatever. A lot of people don't like Dan Hardy right now. Dan Hardy apparently told a 15-year-old that it was he was too late to train MMA. I don't know about that. And then he told uh he was saying Costa is just a bum and Izzy's gonna run through him, which I think Izzy's gonna run through him, but to say Costa's a bum, I think that's a stretch. I mean the guy is really good boxer and good cardio and good pace and he's a fucking animal in there. I don't think you can call him a bum. Um, so, yeah, Dan Hardy not getting a little bit of heat this week, right? But Jay Herbert looked good until he got caught. I can't believe Trinaldo, who's 87 years young, is still fighting and winning in this sport. It's unbelievable. All right, main card time, fight everyone's talking about, the fighter everyone's talking about, Kazmat Shimerov. I know his name's not Kazmat. I know it's pronounced completely different, but I'm going to call him Kazmat. Fought Reese McKee, dominated him the first round. I took McKee here just because he, I had him at 700. I end up getting him at plus 825. I put twenty bucks on him. You get a you get a fucking underdog that big in MMA. You, you, you take it, right? Kazmat came out, did what he did in the first uh, against John Phillips. This time, just finished it quicker. Took McKee down and just bludgeoned him. McKee did not look all that great off his back. Kazmat's positioning was really tight on top. There's he doesn't give you a lot of room, and he's punching the whole time. He's unique talent. I don't necessarily know. I you know the hype is real, right? I I understand why people are hyping this guy. My thing is, is who has he fought, right? But you, if you're an MMA fan and, and you've been following the sport long enough, you know, you can see how good this guy is regardless of who he's fighting, right? He's fighting people that he should beat where he's dominating them, right? He, he's rushing in. His both two fights, he's rushed in and got a takedown. You know, Ben Ashkin used to do that and he, until he ran uh, George Mosfout up, right? We haven't seen any of this guy stand up. What, we need to see him take a guy down and the guy get back up. Right? His cardio looks great. Like He's nonstop punching when he's on top of you. He cut weight to get to 170 in 10 days. That's impressive. He's an impressive guy. I don't love the team he's training with. He's what gives us in those guys in Sweden. He's from Russia, but he trains in Sweden. Speaks good English. Talks a lot of shit. I just followed him on Twitter. He's fucking calling on everybody. Right? That could be a good thing and a bad thing. UFC's promoting them. They're pushing him right now. Which is good. You know, if they think he's marketable, they think he's going to be the next Khabib. That's good. He's in a dog fucking house of division at 170. Um, I need to see a little more of him, right? I mean, Damian Maya. he called out Damian Maya, which I think would be interesting. I think he has said on record, Kazmat did this, that jujitsu doesn't work. So Damian Maia is a guy to go. I've never seen anyone take Damian Maya to the ground and dominate him, right? I've seen people beat Damian Maya and knock him out, avoid the ground. But I've never seen anyone go to the ground with him. And dominate, right? I've seen him go to the ground and survive, but they never went down and dominated like this dude's been doing. So how quickly do you move him up? I don't know. He wants to fight on the 15th. Dana said, we're going to make that happen. I hope it happens. I hope they give him someone that's not making the UFC debut. I hope when they give him someone maybe near the top 15 at 170, he's doing the belt strap thing after, after he wins. If he gets three wins right now, within a month and a half or whatever it is. Uh, with less than that within a month if he gets three wins within a month all stoppages like that Then you got to really fast track this kid. You got to move him up. I know it's his eighth fight I was telling everybody to slow down. I'm still telling people to slow down I just i'm impressed with him to a point where I need to see a little more right I want to see how he does when someone gets up from the bottom. I want to see how he does On the stand-up because no matter how good could is. People I've gotten up before, right? People get up from underneath them. It happens. Khabib has to stand up a little bit. So I want to see that aspect of his game before I crown him. I have seen him hit pads. I have seen him do, uh, he does have a knockout on his record. I'm not blown away by his hands. I'm sure here it's very hard. I'm sure he's strong. But it's, it, his hands aren't like world class, right? You, you don't expect him to be because he's rushing it and taking dudes down. But he's obviously heavy-handed because he's smashing, like he says, smashing people on the ground. Next up, Alex Oliveira versus Peter Sabata. I right, had Sabata here. Underdog play. Uh Oliveira just 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 decisioned him, right? Sabata stinks, he retired. He's a kickboxer, worked on his boxing. Oliveira hurt him with body kicks. Oliveira just stayed long and he looked really good. Cowboy looked really good in this fight. Sabata disappointed me in this fight. I thought he may bring the fight to Oliveira a little bit more, but you know, it is what it is. Paul Craig versus and Tigulov. I had Antigulov right, Gulov here. Part of my parlay, he was the final leg of it. Paul Craig does what Paul Craig does and fucking triangles him. I mean, how do you go in there when you're not Antigulov, your teammate got triangled by Paul Craig, and you go down there and get triangled? What a dum dumb You deserve to lose Paul Craig with this. He won. That was a perfect Scottless accent. He won. Uh, nothing really to say there. Paul Craig does Paul Craig things. Carlos with Mina Rodriguez. A lot of controversy in this fight. I scored it for Carla Uh, I picked Carla, though. I did not bet her. One of the only underdogs I didn't bet that actually won. We're doing one. He actually bailed me out, too. We'll get to that fight next. But Carla, um, you know, she looked good. I thought she looked good. She lost the first round. Battled back. She just got to quit giving up those ankle locks and getting punched in the face. Marina Rodriguez is is as tough as they come. Her striking's legit. Uh, Her... Her... Defense on the ground is really good as well. She just needs to work on her takedown defense. Carla's one of the best grapplers in the sport. She's on a hot streak right now. Um, I thought she edged that one out. I don't think it's a robbery either way. I thought they actually were to give it to Marina the way the judges had been that night. They gave it to Carla. I won an underdog play there, so I'm not too uh, unhappy about that. All right. Next up, Fabrizio Berdoom versus Alexander Gustin. Kind of what I thought was going to happen, right? Berdoom uh, ballooned to a minus 300, and then when I got him, he was – or excuse me, a plus 300, and when I got him, he was a plus 290. I had him written down as a plus 270. I didn't like Gus weighing to 240. I thought he looked okay, but I did think he looked a little slow in there. I thought his hands looked a little slow. It takes a while to get used to that weight, you know, and we're doing in great shape. He looked great. He looked way better physically than he did in the old fight. And then, um, Gustavon was tuning him up on the feet. We're doing land Anything went for a single, got the single. And then Gus kind of like, they scramble a little bit, and then Gus got to the, or excuse me, doing, got to the back. Instead of going rear naked, went for an arm, a little bit of a stalemate, and then once you extend that arm, your Fabrizio doing, you're gonna fucking take that arm with you. Gus tapped in the first round. Uh, good performance by Verdum. That's what he does. He's a little older now. He looks fantastic. I think he's a free agent. I like to maybe see him go fight Fedora and one or go to Bellator. UFC might not be his thing. I think he's got a little bit of beef with UFC, but I did hit on that underdog. I wish I would have put more money on it. That's what you always say. You always say that when you bet an underdog and they lose. You wish you put more money on it. But uh we're doom bailed me out of the hole there and, and basically made me even. Um I, I thought it was Aspinall, which I did have a lot of money on, but I forgot that I put 20 bucks on we're And, uh, he fucking, he helped me out, uh, balance those tides there. Co-main event, Marisha Shogun, whoever's Noguera, uh, you know, Uh, it is what it is. Um, wasn't anything special. It was, it was what legendary fight Noguera retired afterwards. I thought they got the fight right. I thought the Shogun won very close fight. They're always going to be close fight. Noguera just shave your head, man. I was so distracted by how bald he was and just, he's not shaving his head and he looks like a million years old, but then you hear him talk in the post fight and he seems like the sweetest guy. So nice. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a coach for a while. They got that gym in Brazil, that, you know, very famous gym in Brazil. I'm sure we'll, we'll be seeing him in corners and whatnot. Shogun, I thought Shogun was a great really tire, too. I think he's staying active. I think he wants to fight. I mean, there's some guys at 205. I hope they don't give him Yuri Prashaka, my guy. Uh, not officially my guy yet, but I got an eye on him because that might be a bad night for Shogun there. But, uh, yeah, Shogun's continue to fight, which I thought he was a really to tire. That's it. Uh, that was the card. Seven eight overall. Um, hit some unders. Miss some unders. What are you gonna do? There's a fight this weekend. I'll have a pick him out for that. Obviously, hopefully in a better mood. Uh, let's just go over some things here. I don't. You know what? what uh, Gilbert Melendez gets suspended for two years by USADA. I think he'd be tired. Um, I don't know why why that's even a thing anymore. I know he got popped. Herb Dean gets uh, Dan Hardy issued a statement. Herb Dean, the whole Herb Dean thing is has is, is been kind of crazy. Um, again, I don't think it was super egregious. Big John McCartney is standing up for him. Uh, you know, I you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. I actually I didn't really pay super much attention to that fucking knockout where he got dropped. I just put my hands in my head because I lost my underdog parlay. It was my underdog fucking lock. So that kind of hurt, and then, you know, I, I I missed it. But, you know, I I think Jay Herbert's going to be all right. And Dan Hardy, again, kind of coming out of himself there a little bit. So I think that's it. I think I'm going to wrap it on that um, unless anything else uh, pops up. That's it. I've been watching a lot of college wrestling lately. I don't know why. Like, one of my biggest regrets, this is out of nowhere, by the way. This just, this just came out of my I had no plan on talking about this one of my uh, biggest regrets was uh, not wrestling in high school. I had a bunch of opportunities to middle school and high school and I never did. And I've been watching uh, wrestling a lot lately and uh, yeah, I've just kind of seen who's going to come to MMA. Who's not. and, And seeing the next talent it popped up on my youtube like the youtube algorithm just threw it up there i'm like oh what's this and i just started watching i'm like oh, i've never watched like collegiate wrestling before and i went back and watched cejudo's gold medal kurt angle's gold medal i watched kyle you know uh snyder from ohio state bo nickel um i watched all these guys you know what i mean and and uh yeah it's weird i don't know why i'll start watching i tell you what, though. I'm gonna try to get Bo Nickel on the podcast. I doubt he'll do it. Right, he's he's training for the Olympics. After the Olympics, he's he signed with Ma. He trained with Mazda for the, the Uzman fight, I believe he was in Abu Dhabi. Um, he signed with Matt management. He's a stud wrestler, one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's going for the Olympics. They postponed until next year. Um, I think after the Olympics, I think this dude's gonna be make big things. I just I want to talk to him on the podcast. I want to try to get him on, and uh, I just want to be like, listen, I know. Fighters and wrestlers—they want to get paid. Bellator's probably going to come with this guy and a big thing of money. I would do what Cejudo did. I would make my bones on the indie circuit, LFA, Titan. If they're still around, maybe do a one-off and one and one. Go over there and sign one big deal. Get about three or four wins. Maybe get on the Contender Series and then just make your bones in the UFC. If you want to be the best in the world, you got to be in the UFC. Once Bellator gets a hold of him, they're not going to let him go, right? And I don't think Bellator has talent. Um, I want to talk to that guy though. He's very interesting uh, to me. I think he's 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 I like his swag. I like uh, uh you know I'm gravitated towards him for some reason, which usually means that they're going to be a champion. Not just saying. All right, so that's it. Quick show recap show. I have no energy. It's been a day, boys. It's been a day. I'm about to go watch my Reds play. Uh, all right, that's it. I will talk to you guys later this week with some pickums for this weekend. All righty. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down out there. What do you say? Woo! I, I let her dance. Woo! Come on, baby. Hey, little pal, we don't want you Come on, motherfucker, back. Come on. Come on, motherfucker. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. You see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dolan.